What's up, sexy people? It is Dave. It is Duncan. We are back for another Metal Epidemic podcast. Um, no Kyle this evening. Killed him. Uh, <laughs> I, we might as well just be honest. Killed him. Buried him. His body is dissolving in a vat of lime right now. Somewhere just outside Ooh, Oslo. Lime. <laughs> yeah, lime. It melts flesh. All right. I know this. Okay. Am I giving away too much information <laughs> at the start of this episode? Yeah. He doesn't know these things. It's almost as if he's obsessed with serial killing documentaries, <laughs> which I am, Julie. Okay. Yeah, so there we are. Lime, good to know. Um, yes, uh, Kyle, That's not lime as in lime juice. Just want to stress that. Oh, it's right. lime <laughs> as in the white, the white stone. It's like a white stone powder. Oh, right. I not lime as like in the green fruit. Tequilas and shit, no. Fucking <laughs> marinating them. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that like uh, that thing in Canada where they have the bottle of tequila with the toe that's at the bottom of it. You can take a shot from the, the toe tequila. It's not like that. You don't right, drink right. from the, the, the lime bathtub of kale. I see, right. Uh, I'm with you now. Yeah, I'm right. with you now. Limestone. Not the fruit. Right, right. Okay. Not, the, not the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> He's making a, 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 a wicked marinade. <laughs> it's a lime basil marinade. Oh, it's um, been for a so. mojito. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Kyle is. Uh, what, I think he said something being a, a being a tomato or something. I don't know. Uh, he's, something he clearly is... did not read his message before he posted it, because oh, I think no. in all three of his updates, there's a like a autocorrect mistake. <laughs> Um, and one of them is tomato, which I don't <laughs> think is what he meant to type. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's done with the cold again. Um, Sore throat, Duncan, you know what that is. Well, yeah, that's too much oral sex. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he needs to work on his gag reflex. He's got, um, the, uh, he's got the hovid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, at least he got paid for it um <laughs> so yeah although he was going cheap i don't know uh yeah. so yeah um I, so he's not, he's, in norway though no, no, cheap well, no nothing apart for kale right, apart for, <laughs> apart for kale hence the sore throat uh, <laughs> business is good his throat yep. are raw um no uh, he's, he's not here which one could speculate is either legitimately because he isn't well or because he listened to the albums that we've sent him to review this week and he's mm. pulled a kyle which is <laughs> you don't have anything nice to say about either one of them so he's choose to opt out so it's a peek behind be, the curtain ladies and gentlemen every now and again kyle's like that i literally have nothing nice to say <laughs> please don't make me talk about this yeah that happens. Yeah. That happens. Occasionally. Occasionally. We won't tell you when he does it, so you have to guess when he's not on these ones if it's an album he dislikes or <laughs> is he legitimately unwell. Who knows? You'll never know. Okay. Uh yeah. How you been? We've been uh had a little break, you know, a little a little bit of chill time from we the reviews. I mean, did. you couldn't tell from YouTube because we've still had stuff no, going No, because we but... bulk recorded. Uh, like Dave's like that. I'm taking a couple of weeks off, guys, right like that. So let's record enough content to make it seem like we've taken no time off, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the internet doesn't know that you went away um, abroad yep. and mm. caught COVID. Yep. <laughs> like you've been, honestly, we were, we were talking about me and a um, former reviewer for the old site, Rock and Real Reviews, The Baz, were, were chatting in the cinema 
about like you have been like you you very much like me have been were like maybe the last well we had yeah. been like maybe the last two people on the planet that hadn't had covid <laughs> yeah um and you'd done really 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 well and then yeah. you went abroad mm-hmm. to a resort which didn't appear to be like fucking bustling with people no and caught covid yeah i mean and i was like super careful yeah. like i was like and i have been pretty much um even before i went but you know like wearing a mask at the airport yep. which no one else was doing wearing a mask on the airplane which yep. no one else was doing and gelling my hands at every opportunity all that shit still caught covid <laughs> you touch another man's penis once dave and then you get covid this is what i keep telling you COVID. <laughs> COVID. um yeah so no 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 um so yeah we've been away for but like we've already done content since you come back so it doesn't feel like there's been any sizable time off and then i think that we recorded the last podcast uh, it was about the same time it was about the middle of the month uh, Mm. for a review and our interview so yeah it it doesn't feel like it's been a huge amount of time however i was just saying to you before i hit record i have listened to like a shitload of fucking albums (laughs) like tons of new stuff on top of the stuff you'd already sent us so I'm over-prepared tonight, which is probably nice. a good thing that Kyle isn't here. Because <laughs> generally, when we ask Kyle if he's been listening to anything new out with what you've sent him, it's like, Mastodon. I mean, I went back and listened to Mastodon. <laughs> yeah. well, that's kind of not what we mean here. I'm just taking shots at him because he's not here. It's not fair. Yeah. He's unwell. Arms. Weakness. Arms. You miss Someone a week. tells me that they're not well. I take that as a sign of weakness. And then I <laughs> focus all my energy in destroying them. <laughs> story yes so, yeah, um probably not the last pot shot we'll take at kyle on oh, this God, podcast all the way right through the way, right through all the way. He's all asshole way. is like a crater on the moon <laughs> the only way you can see it is through a telescope <laughs> at a long distance uh, yes um it's <laughs> so like let's move on segue yeah. uh <laughs> speaking um, about asshole craters um <laughs> is that a segue um no. well we'll work it we'll work it somehow we'll work Maybe it somehow not. um probably not but um yeah plenty of content coming up on the podcast uh we've got plenty of new music till year actually looking at the singles pretty fucking awesome singles picked by myself by the way <laughs> uh, for this podcast <laughs> Hashtag humble brag, but uh, <laughs> not so humble. Um, <laughs> not so humble at all. We need to have a sit down and discuss what the word humble actually means. <laughs> so I'll just say like that. I'm fucking awesome. Look at my massive wang, and these songs are amazing. <laughs> By the way, the bands wrote them, but I picked them, which means I get full cred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty fucking awesome. Just putting that out there. Um, coming up on the podcast, uh, we have. Uh, a couple of album reviews come up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, two albums which couldn't be more different if, if they if tried. You, if you fucking tried. Remember the days when Dave would just be like that? It's all death metal, guys. Yeah. It's just death metal reviews. And like, since you've went a bit more eclectic and listened to the old, uh, <laughs> the old email strings on the, yeah. the, the, the what gets through the filters, um, <laughs> our, our general recording scheme or schedule that mm. we do it involves a, a high degree of variety mm. um but you have went polar opposites on oh, this yes. oh, which yes. i mean it's just gonna which i kind of like i kind of like because i did feel like i could transition between the two albums when <laughs> listening to them yeah. in a way which made 
sense in that one of them finished and I was like that right I need something a bit more aggressive oh yeah I've got this other album when that finished and I felt like I'd been beaten to death <laughs> in a burlap sack with a couple of aluminium baseball bats then I could shove on the other album which took the edge of it so yeah yeah it was a good choice good mix yeah I thought so I thought so um yeah and we'll be getting into um what we've been listening to over the last Lots. month or so Lots. as well plenty of good stuff coming up um on the podcast um but first we're going to play some music you know just just to get you in the mood yeah um do you remember a band called the interbeing yes i do i really liked yes. interbeing yes i really enjoyed that band um that's back from back in the old rock and reel oh, review yeah, days as well yeah that's how they came on my radar back then so yeah what was the name of it? there was a one one album in particular remember the name of it now uh oh look at us uh look at us using our tech ladies and gentlemen well you can't because this isn't the video part the video parts <laughs> will make their way to the internet later on interbeing what was the name of the album i really liked being interbeing yes the interbeing. i think it was edge of the obscure i think was the name of the album that rings a bell is yes it is edge of the obscure i remember yes. that album yeah. artwork Yes. Yeah, that was the album. Um, not had an album out since 2017. All right. Um, but they are back. Uh, the Danish industrial metalcore quintet. Yes. Um, back with their huge futuristic and eclectic universe. Uh, gearing up for the release of their third full-length album, Icon of the Hopeless. Uh, they now present the hard-hitting and sinister lead single, Black Halo. Third album? So there yeah. must have been a gap between that first and second album then. That first was, album, what, yeah. was like 20, 2012? Because uh, it was an early Rock and Wheels one. It says 2011 here on Spotify. But, right. um, 2011. Uh, so 2011 and then 2017 was the one so after. So six years and now five <laughs> years for this one. Fuck me. Yes. Get yeah. the finger out in our being. <laughs> they like to take their time in between albums. Yeah. You know. Um, but they said Black Halo, this new track, marks a very important step in Interbeing's journey on the coming album. It's about becoming the anti-god, defying the divine and accepting your dark and sinister destiny. Yeah. Uh, vocalist Dara Korkokan muses. Korkoran, even. Um, the third full-length album has been mixed and mastered by star producer Jakob Hansen and is set to be released on November 18th through Prime Collective. Yeah. I just now, I'm just now thinking of our buddy Jakob Bredel singing Umbop, and that's like, <laughs> well, Hansen. Um, so I'm not, and it's like, it's, it's a thing that I need to hear happen. Um, <laughs> don't know, I just brundle fly together in my brain, and now I can't, it's like, he's got the long hair, it could work. Yeah, it could. You know they're still pimping that song. There was something on the TV the other what, day. What, Hansen? Hansen's yeah. still tour, yeah. It's still, yeah, and it's still that song they play. Whenever they guest on a show, yeah. That's the song they play. That's kind of like that's your bread and butter. Like I you mean, it, like that's your that's your nobody. Yeah. They, they're the sort of they're the sort of band that I imagine, like the <laughs> we would see boys to men, uh, <laughs> humble brag. Uh, <laughs> we would see boys to men, and they opened and closed with the same song. I get yeah. the feeling Hanson have to do the same. I think Possibly. they they physically have to take the bullet. Mm. And do Umbop as the opening song just so people stop talking about it and they kinda have to close with it as well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. two encores of it back to back. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> it's a danger of having a song that kind of transcends the band. You know what yeah. I mean? To a point where, like, that's regardless what you ever do, regardless however great yeah. you get, more proficient be... that is the song that is attached yeah. to you. They'll never be known for anything else. Nah. Nah. Um, and they must be absolutely pissed off playing that song. Surely they, by now they're just well, like, I, I, fuck I, I, this song. you know what? You know what takes away some of the edge of being that pissed off is going home to your giant mansion and being blown <laughs> by your model wife um that Whistling, sometimes takes yeah. the edge off it dave mm, you know what i mean true. so i mean it makes that mbop song eh, palatable they probably wake up in the morning whistling it it's okay. just like ah could you, ima- the the worst thing is, though, could you imagine though like they're just, they're, like it's not only that i have to do it all the time but when they go out to like the grocery store or something <laughs> not that i imagine they do that and they turn on the radio and mbop's on oh mm. cringe <laughs> yeah know what you mean uh anyway um the new track from the interbeing it's called black halo check them out at uh, facebook.com forward slash the interbeing if you dig it uh we'll be back right after this Yeah. 
Okay, Duncan. Um, it's time for that little recap that we like to do. Shit. Um, I say a little recap, but um, we've got a, a bunch of albums that we've been checking out, singles we've been checking out over the last month yeah. uh, or so uh, since the last podcast. So what what have we been listening to? What have we been liking, disliking? Uh, what's been on your on your headphones over right, the let's last? Get, let's get this one out of the way because this should have been a review. This one okay. should have been a video review from us. Mm-hmm. But not that I want to cast shade on the label, <laughs> but let's cast shade on the label. <laughs> they sent us the they sent us the link to stream oh. the album, not yeah. download the album, two days after it was released. <laughs> <laughs> The frustrating thing about this is they are currently like my favourite label this year and pretty much last year's Relapse Records and the band Mm. is caving with their new album Heavy Pendulum which sees the band return from it wasn't the longest hiatus by any stretch of the imagination. It's not as if like caving like like, had been gone for like a decade or anything like that. But I had been been long enough that I had an itch yeah, an itch that could only be scratched by a Keevan album. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't even sure if they were going to come back. To be honest, like well, the was... last we'd kind of heard was things were maybe looking less likely. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, their bassist bassist died in twenty eighteen. Yeah. I think I was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and then they put out a <clears throat> an album of. I think it was like more kind of like demo like tracks. Um, yeah. It was the kind of last recordings of him um, in 2019. Yeah. And I kind of wondered like, are they just going to kind of call it quits or are they going to bring someone else in? Wasn't quite sure what was going to happen, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to, to put it this way. I'm glad that they came back with he- Heavy Pendulum. I think mm. it's maybe their most accomplished album um that they've yeah. done. I, I, it's, I mean, now you strap yourselves in as easily over an hour. Is yeah. this an album that you know is as about assured and kind of dedicated to its pace as a Kevin album ever mm. was? And Kevin also like like their contemporaries like to experiment with with a lot of different elements and like to make their songs um, immersive is the word I would use. And mm. this is certainly here. But what I found compelling about this is the depth of the songs. Yeah. They really feel like the the they went for it on this release. Like they they explored a lot of different techniques, a lot of different writing styles, a lot of different instrumentation. Um, vocally, I think this is their best album they've ever done. Mm. Uh, production is fucking sweet, and it's just. But I know <laughs> we can't do that. Uh, but it's like it's it's back to back great tracks and for an album uh, like i say comfortably over an hour long mm. um it does invite you back in like yeah. really easy it's not one of these ones where i'm like that need to clear a bit of time to, to sit down and listen to the caven album again yeah. I've, I've very very easily spun this again and again and again since mm-hmm. its release um yeah. i think it's <laughs> it's one of these ones where they exist in a genre and a bubble where bands like Mastodon are probably the top tier band of that one. Mm. And if you had to, if you had to ask me whether I wanted to listen to Heavy Pendulum or the last Mastodon album, it'd be Heavy Pendulum every day of the week. Uh, yeah. I think it you know, like e- easily and effortlessly outshines what Mastodon tried to do on that previous album mm-hmm. without like compromising anything. 
It's like mm-hmm. a, it's a very like at times a very 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 commercial sounding album, but still got the, that edge and those teeth that you want from what they're doing. And even by the time you get to tracks like uh, "Blinded by a Blaze," which is like just a fucking testicle hair off eight minutes long, yeah. it it doesn't feel it at all. Um, their yeah. music videos have been mature, also immature, and uh, yeah, I love it. I think it's a fucking great album once again relapse record flexing them muscles putting yeah. out another great release but cave in a band that weirdly like gave me an album that i didn't realize i needed this year um mm. how, how did you get on with it um i was i was pretty much in from the beginning like when they said they were coming back and they were like oh we've, we've signed to relapse records i was like oh okay uh yeah count me in and then yeah. they were like Oh, Kurt Ballou is going to produce the album. We're like, oh, all right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, said I mean, that was in. Yeah, yeah. I said you had was me in. at Relapse Records, but okay. And then they're like, oh, um, uh, Nate Newton from Converge is our new bassist. I was like, right, okay, fair enough, tech, tech, guys. Tech, like, and let's tech, just yeah, yeah. give me this album right now. Um, um, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, to be honest. Um, after the the last album. Uh, or the kind of demo tracks from 2019 uh, final transmission um i wasn't sure if it was going to be a continuation of of that sound or yeah. how it was going to go but i mean and there's a lot of cave-in still here obviously you've still got that kind of grisly sludgy tone mm-hmm. it's got this kind of like grungy psychedelia about it as well um but for me like the, the album just it flows really well like does, yeah and when i was hearing like the individual tracks that were coming out i was like these all work as singles but i feel it it kind of really benefits listening to the whole album as, as kind of one piece and mm-hmm. um, the kind of journey that they'll take you through um, and under the kind of different styles before finishing you off with that like 12 minute um, epic right oh, at the end. So good. Um, it isn't quite as, uh, as kind of spacey as um, as some previous albums. Yeah. Um, you know, you used to play a lot with kind of atmospherics and you had that kind of yeah, spacey kind of sound. Kind of co- um, uh, it's like a cosmic, I think. Is like, yes, yeah, exactly. the kind of cosmic yeah. vibe that that exists. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, but to be honest, I think the kind of that kind of chunky, low end kind of bite that this album has just kind of continually drives it forward, mm. and it, it was what kept me kind of engaged. You know, every track had a groove or a riff. You were just like, oh yes, that's fucking awesome. Um, and like you said, like it, it, what, like seventy minutes long, it doesn't feel bloated no. at all. Like I'd never felt like at one point I was like, oh, this is to- so so long and drawn out. I was just like, yeah, I was totally hooked in for mm. the the whole album. Uh, really enjoyed it. Like you said, um, it was the album I didn't know that I needed uh, this year. Uh, I'm really glad that they're back and they're they're still doing their thing. Really impressed. Um, what else? What else? Um, <clears throat> I've got some singles, but I'll come to them at the end. Yeah. Um, albums. Um, oh yeah, yeah. One that I'd, I kind of messaged you, I can message you and Kyle about. Um, was uh, the album from uh, Gnome? It's called King. Yes. Um, <laughs> the kind of like Belgian stoner yeah. band. Yes, um, yeah. It's re- it really good. It's really, really, really yeah. good. I thought you were a bit of a piss take because you sent us the link to it, and I was like this. Right, Dave. And then the <laughs> album artwork is kind of like a hand drawing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Dave's went lo-fi on me here. Let's make this happen. Um, and it's a good call. It's really like a band I'd never heard of before that weren't even remotely on my radar. And it's, yep. it kind of does what you want it to do. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. it, it's, it's got those stonery vibes. 
spot on. And we talk about this all the time. It exists in a genre which is predominantly associated with an American sound, but I think they put enough of their own spin on it. They're not trying to sound like down, if you know what I no, mean. No. So I like not that. Not at all. Uh yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this is their second album as far as I can see. Um and as I said, it's mostly a kind of stoner. Um there's little hints of like kind of prog and little kind of doomy sections and a little bit kind of rock in there as well. But it's it's got really, really kind of hooky riffs great grooves um great kind of catchy vocal me- uh, moments on it as well and, and they don't take themselves too seriously mm-hmm. um if you watch um any of their videos or they, they put out videos for a couple of singles it's quite tongue-in-cheek um but um really enjoyable album i never heard of them before uh gnome is the name of the band and king was the, the name of the album but it's yeah well worth checking that one out Nice. Uh, what else, Duncan? What you've been checking out? What else? Well, let's get this one out of the way as well. This one's been reviewed. It's up on the site. Um, we've been kind of talking about this back and forward. Um, Temple of Void. Oh, or as I like to call again. it like go. Stanky McStank. Oh, um, also, Relapse Records. Honestly, we're not sponsored by Relapse Records, but <laughs> if Relapse Records wants an official podcast, I will do it. I yeah. will do it. Um, just pay me in your music. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, this one here, I'd heard Death Touch, I think, was the first single from this. Uh, A whopping eight minutes long of pure ball-swinging stank. Um, Mm. And I remember trying to explain it, maybe on the last podcast, actually, to you and Kyle. um, Or maybe we're talking about Offie, and I was just like, it's like, it's like doom, but it's like death doom, but it just sounds rank. It's just like a really, like, you feel it on your skin when it's finished yeah. and I was like I'm really looking forward to the album cue the album uh, which I mean Death Touch isn't even the gnarliest thing on it no, <laughs> by not, any no. stretch of the imagination it is just 40 minutes of disgustingly like putrid sort of rank sounding doom Mm. With this deathy tinge, which just makes it just uh, totally fucking gnarly, and the best production that could ever be assigned to a band sounding yep. like this, um, it's it's an uncompromising listen. I'll put mm-hmm. it that way. It's one of those mm-hmm. ones that you know you get to the end that you're like, uh, right, we lie down, um, and then we'll just see how we get on. Someone needs to feed me grapes now because I'm <laughs> feel a wee bit weak at the knees. Um, but I mean, it delivered like everything and more from the press statement on yeah. the, the email that come around in the single, I, I thought this was kind of great. And whilst I'm not at the five stars that the reviewer for the site gave, um, it's a 4.5 for me. I think it's like, yeah. I think there are a few bands I've heard that sound like this. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Kind of doing the elements they're doing at the level they're doing um, on an album, which just... It just pummels you for 40 minutes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of fucking great. What did you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd actually never heard them before um, <clears throat> until the, the kind of singles started coming out and Relapse were kind of pimping it a bit. Um, so I was like, who the hell are these guys? Turns out like they've been on the go for a while. Mm. Um, this is their fourth album. Um, and it's just, as you said, like absolutely filthy. Just very, yeah, it's, it's, it's death doom, the, the, the kind of... The death metal side of it's very old school, yep. like, kind of like a la like Morbid Angel or Deicide, um, but it's not like a one of those kind of like galloping death metal albums for forty minutes. Um, they love to kind of just slow things right down um, and just kind of like suffocate you with this sound. <laughs> it's like a blanket of this 
kind of doomy goodness. Um, the, the kind of doomier side kind of remind me at times of like Hooded Menace, but um, there's like a, it's like a, I don't know, like an, almost like an Ahab type thing going on as Ahab well. Ahab was times. the band, that, like I remember like Ahab was maybe the first band and we're going way back, it like, like made me think Doom could be like disgustingly heavy. Yeah. Um, and we got that from once again rock and roll reviews. So like when, yeah. when I started really getting into Doom, and I remember that band coming on the radar and listening, to it just going, "This is uncompromisingly heavy." I don't know what, and this is before we'd found Conan and stuff. I was yeah. just like, "Is there any for music to be this heavy?" And then just found my my pocket that I enjoyed, and there is there is a, a kind of Ehab level of it, which mm. which just once again it just works. It's not. It's not two flavors I would ever really necessarily put together, if you mm. know what I mean. Maybe death metal vocal styling, yeah, I, I might put over some doom to make it go. But the fact that their their riffs at time, at times have this kind of old school infused death metal tinge mm. to them, yeah. I think you know it just works so fucking well. Yeah, I think the I, I love the heavy stuff, but see the the parts where they go melodic, yeah. like and they bring yeah. in this atmosphere. like what's going on so with good. the so good. clean guitars and there's bits of strings in the background of like you hear it in the background of Death Touch, um, almost gives it this kind of like sinister or kind of gothic type feel. Well, I think is it like even like we're saying atmospherics and all the rest, it all still it, it still sounds evil. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like at no point does it brighten up. Yeah. It's just like it's that blanket you talked about. It's like. It's like the it's like the 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 mist in the movie the mist, you know. What I mean? We're like just like like you don't want to be out in it, and you're you're fairly sure if you do go in it, something bad's going to happen. Um, yeah, it just awesome. it's, oh man, production as well as you said, oh, just so good, man, so good, so man. good. like fits yep. it like a glove. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's nice. it is it, one definitely for those out there that that like their music a bit. A bit uh, bleak. Yeah. <laughs> um, have a good time listening to it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Uh, let me swing in with uh, one that like made me smile and made me laugh because we've been joking about. Well, I've been joking about it for a little while. Uh, Vicovi released a new single yeah. called Hades, which I've now put on the Hades EP, which is all the previous songs that have all had their own previous EPs, which included all the previous EPs. I fucking love it. I just love the balls of it. It's just like, yeah. you know, like, you, you like yeah, you get the new song, get the EP. Oh, by the way, you already, if you've purchased the previous EP, you already have these songs. Um, but it sounds great as well. Really looking forward to a new album from them. Uh, I'm kind of hoping yeah, that they, they get their shit together and get an album out. I think uh, they, they just announced a new tour. Yeah. Um, UK and European tour for October. That's right, they're coming to Glasgow and I might get a chance to see them again. Yep. Well, um, I, I see think... again. I might get a chance to finally see them because they played Glasgow again and I've not had a chance before, so... <laughs> Yeah, they're playing the is it SWG3, I think. Yes, this is like, this venue seems to be the new thing. Um, right. And that I've now seen four bands announce gigs at mm. the venue. So, uh, and I think I'm going to go and see uh, I Am, Am I, Who Am I there oh, yeah. next year because I'm marginally obsessed with, with that woman and uh, she is finally playing Glasgow, which is so cool. Uh, <laughs> not metal though, stressing, not metal. Kind of Bjork-esque off to mm. the side. Yeah. Uh, their new album is coming out 7th of October nice uh, Bukovi, so. and I will ha by this point I will have a, I will have the first five songs from that on three different EPs <laughs> so I see what you did there I see what you did there mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah very much very much uh, kind of looking forward to that what you got next 
Uh, I checked out um, a little band by the name of Origin. Um, Are Origin still on the go? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Is, is it still just all Gravity Blast, Si? Um, oh, 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 kinda, oh, ladies kinda. and gents, Dave rolled his eyes a little bit. There was a sigh there as if to say... No, not at all. Time has not been kind. What's, what's <laughs> happening here, Dave? Have you fallen out of love? No, no, not at all. Um, one of the guys reviewed it for the site. Um, and I actually hadn't got around to even listen to it until it came out I, on, on Spotify. But um, I, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Origin. Um, just a little bit, Dave. I just found, like, they're one of those bands that, like, no one else really sounds like Origin. Like, there's, no, you there's can, many you can link try. Band, yeah, you can link bands back to what's an Origin element. But yes. weirdly, yeah. they are the originators, yeah, origin there's... of their sound. Ah, <laughs> I'm wasted beautiful. on this fucking show. That was beautiful. I'm wasted. Um, there was a uh, yeah. There's there's no one that can really like emulate their sound. It's it's a very like, it's very distinguishable. When you hear Origin, you're like, yeah, that's that's fucking Origin. It's it's hyper technical death metal delivered uh, with utter precision. Um, yeah. And I think this album keeps up that tradition for the most part. You know, everything's at fucking 1,000 BPM. And, like, uh, John Longstreth is just, oh, man, like, what a drummer that guy is. Like, he is just one of the best in, in the genre. Like, yeah. by far, just you hear the drumming on this album, it is ridiculous. He's, like, he's about as technically tight. As you're yeah. going to hear, uh, you could be mu- you could be mistaken, and I know if you were Kyle, who's not here, uh, <laughs> you you may be inclined to think that there was some sort of fuckery going on there, but no, no, not no, at all. No, I've, I've watched him. that's all him. <laughs> many a video because I was obsessed with the guy. Yeah, that's like years. that. That's hundred percent all him. And if you've yeah. never go- Google him, YouTube him, he's yes. uh, he's playing is absolutely fucking ridiculous to the point yeah. that you actually do think he might have a bionic arm or something, <laughs> like a six yeah. million dollar man. Yeah, I was like, I was introduced to, to him through um, Origin, but he also played in Skinless as well. But mm. if you go onto YouTube, uh, John Longstreth is his name, and he's, there's loads of like videos of him just kind of playing or live stuff. Um, he does the, the, the almost the, the infamous Gravity Blast as yeah. well, which is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, a, um, a, a bass that sounds like a really, a Gravity Blast sounds like someone playing a very fast snare roll. But with one hand, yes. <laughs> it's like shouldn't be possible. Um, no, no. Yeah, um, you want to explain album... the te- You showed me the technique, and I was just like, "That. Yeah. Well, why would you do that, though?" <laughs> um, like, I don't yeah. get. It. I don't get. It, but it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but the surprising thing about the album is, um, although it's got a lot of the the origin traits, it isn't all like just kind of blasts and mm. and sonic riffing. Um, there are plenty of sections on this release where they just slow it down and focus on a groove um and i think that approach really works on this album just like keeping it simple every now and again and providing the album with these kind of slower catchier grooves i think it works like massively in the band's favor nice. um because that like for their style they can be a band that can be quite exhausting to listen to for oh, yeah, long yeah, periods yeah. of time yeah. you know what I, mean? I, I, I could listen to the occasional song Yes, and I, yeah. I'm an amb- I'm an album guy, but yeah. they're not. I'm never a band that I've been able to listen to a full album from start to finish. I, yeah. I get my, I just feel empty by the track four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I didn't have that issue with this album at all, though. I think they've they've paced it out really well. Um, it's probably one of their most varied, um, and probably one of their most memorable albums I've heard from them in a long time. 
but while still being very origin at the same time. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Chaos Moss, Chaos Moss, I think is the, the album title. That's how it's pronounced, I know. Uh, origin are the band. Um, check them out. If you like death metal, technical death metal, then you've probably heard them already if you do, but um, well worth a listen if you haven't heard the album. Nice. Well, let me go in a completely different direction then. Oh. Um, I checked out the new album from Sasquatch. That's right. <laughs> Been squatching it up, Dave. Uh, squatching it up with a, the, the, I mean, long stand. I mean, Sasquatch has been on the go for, it must be easily 20 years now. Uh, oh, aye. Like years and years and years. Um, this is their first album in a while, though. Um, right. The previous album, which I think is called Maneuvers, I can't remember. I want to say that's like 2016. Maybe older than that. Uh, he cannot remember because he should have done some research first, but <laughs> didn't. Uh, the new album is called Fever Fantasy, and it's fucking great. Mm. Um, once again, it's those big stonery, sludgy riffs with those huge, heavy rock hooks, which kind of makes them stand out a bit more. Mm. It's kind of like if, like. If Miles Kennedy was born as a kind of stoner, a sludgy singer, right? That's the kind of vocal stylings, and then the music just accommodates that in the background. Mm. Um, I mean, they're not doing anything on this album that is going to reinvent the wheel, but it's nine songs long, about forty minutes in length, and it, it's a fucking great listen. It's one of those ones that is, it's kind of like good time music. You just shove it right. on in the background and just roll with it. Production's mm. great as well. It kind of has that kind of analogy sort of filter over the top of it while still sounding polished and refined as well. Mm. So, uh, yeah, the new Sasquatch album, Fever Fantasy, um, which is just out. It's like literally come out like two, three weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, been, it's been on relatively heavy rotation because it's a good album just to shove in between things. So, yeah. Right. I've got it on my list. I've not actually listened to it yet, but yep. I've got it on yeah, my list. Yeah, I mean, there's list. no way not to enjoy it. And then, while well, we're getting that one out of the way, uh, talking about old bands, did you check out the new Downset album yet? I did. I did, what did you think? I, I, like, I, I was smiling at the ear because I had this feeling that they were just going to change. Mm. I kind of didn't want them to change. And then I listened to it, I was like, you've not changed a bit. No. This album no, could have come out 20 years ago and it would still sound just like this. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, though. Like, I remember when Nuclear Blast announced it signed. Yeah, you sent they... me the press statement and I kind of fell off my chair because I couldn't yeah. quite understand. I, like, yeah. I thought they were dead. Like, like, I thought they were gone, gone. Yeah, and I was I like, that... don't say it. What is this, like, fucking 2001? I know. Oh, like, well, the last album was, like, eight years ago or something. Yeah. Um and after like reading that press release, I, I think they were they put out some demo tracks. They'd released some kind of like demo tracks. I'd kind of forgotten all about it. And yeah. then next thing I knew, I was like, it was like last Friday. I was like, what the? F- this oh, yeah, album there was no no fuck? bells or whistles on this one at all. Even yeah. for Nuclear Blast, it just kind of it just kind of got released. And um, once again, I mean, fair play to Nuclear Blast. I like we've said it before. I'm really enjoying what they're doing this year, mm. which is a combination of elevating new talent. Yep. to their label but also giving a home for older bands that clearly have wanted to put out something that has been you know crafted over over lockdown um yep. and it's kind of been the best of both worlds um for, for a label perspective but also as a, like, just a fan of music and once again adds credence to davies uh this is the year of hardcore um because when you've got <laughs> Downset coming back with an album i mean that's usually 
It's adding a bit of weight to that case. But it is, I mean, this is everything you expect from kind of very late 90s, very early 2000s hardcore. Um, And it's it's great. I think the thing about it is I forgot... I forgot how much I feel happy listening to a Dimset album. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. They're not necessarily singing about feel-good things, but th- mm. their music is inherently positive, like yeah. a lot of that music from that era is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Maintain is the name of the album, and it's kind of fucking awesome. So yeah. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did as well. Um, it's like, as you say, it's Downset doing what Downset do. Um yeah. They said, I think they said they wanted to return to their their roots on this one, um, back to that like mid nineties, the kind of self titled vibe, um, where they they were down tuned to, I think it was like Drop C or something like that. <laughs> Heavy. Um, yeah, um, but they've absolutely captured that era. Like this is a great um, kind of crossover mix of hardcore, metal, a bit of kind of hip hop uh, kind of vibe about it as well. Um, and as I said, it's been eight years since the last album, but it doesn't sound like they've been away no. at all. No. Um, what I did find interesting though was they said um, they recorded this album. It's the first time they recorded with digital technology. Oh, fuck! Yeah, <laughs> it kind of blew my mind. Um, something they'd never done before, but the album still sounds very. It doesn't mean you would never believe that. Like, it sounds very analog to me. Like 100%. it had a very nineties feel to it. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it works perfectly with our sound, to be honest. So, um, yeah. And there's I, a I weird, there's a weird. Louis spoke about this. There's a weird kind of renaissance for that sound, where some, especially like in the the kind of and kind of European circles, Spain, France, etc., where bands mm. are clearly influenced by the the kind of downset sound and vibe, like yeah. bands of that era and before. Um, so I think it's like it's a perfect time for them to come back. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I mean because it fits in really really well and yeah it has it grabs that nostalgia but there's a lot of people getting into newer bands that are trying to have that old school sound mm-hmm. uh, who will list bands like Dimset as an influence and the fact that you have something then to cling on to and the opportunity hopefully to check them out live is a, is a huge thing so yeah um, very much like yourself surprised when it appeared in the album it was released this week and I was like yeah. when? who? <laughs> yeah why <laughs> came from nowhere um yeah but yeah i still enjoyed it i yep. enjoyed it uh the last album i've got there i've got a few singles i'm gonna mention in a sec but uh the last album i've got is um Mudring and uh stargazer you i didn't know this was out and then you gave me the heads up on this one mm. and it's the first of three bands i think i'm gonna uh, like speak about in quick succession which have the same band as a kind of central sounding influence which we've been talking about for about two and a half years now <laughs> and that every band now wants to sound like the band that sounded different from every other band it's really yeah. weird really yeah. really really weird go for it yeah, just um, I I never really um listened to them before. I knew they'd had one album out uh, prior to this. You you put me on to their previous album, did I? I can't yeah. even remember listening. To I it. like you put me on to it, and I remember listening to it at a time. And some of those influences that are certainly more refined on Stargazer, um, are 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 better and more kind of amplified. But mm. it was there on their previous release, just not like it was kind of like they were trying to use it in a way which didn't feel 
necessarily indicative to how they wrote music. It's almost yeah. like a like a, a little gimmick they brought in. Where in this one, it sounds like it's supposed to be part of the sound. So yeah, so it's a really cool mix. Um, it's it's weirdly got a bit of a nostalgic kind of feel to it, even though like it's it's modern and the production's very kind of polished. Um, it does feel like a bit of a throwback at times as well. Huge, huge Deftones influence, obviously. Like that's the <laughs> the main thing that you pick up from this album. It's massive. Everyone, everyone now. I've told you, um, it's either de- it's Deftones. I feel like Jack Plants. Uh, is it Jack Plants? Yeah, it must be Jack Plants and um, and Tango and Cash. Oh yeah. If it's not Deftones, it's Will Haven. Will Haven Deftones. Cats <laughs> drive me nuts. Um, that's kind of how I feel. Like at like at the yeah. moment. The, the, like the amount of bands that either sound like Will Haven or sound like Deftones is fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a little bit of like a little sprinkling of like loathe in there or yeah. uh, like sleep token or something like that as yeah. well. Um, but really cool. It's got a really good balance of um, kind of like calm and chaos throughout the album. Mm. Um, almost like it almost kind of dips into like a like a shoegazy feel at times as well. Yep. That kind of like more kind of melodic side is really cool. We're, we're touching um, on a single here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed the production of it. It's it's very modern, but it's really kind of like when they hit into those kind of like heavier grooves, it sounds really kind of chunky and heavy, which I really enjoyed. Uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good album to chill to as well. Like I found I could just stick it on the background and just kind of like relax with it on. Um, really enjoyed it actually enjoyed that one did you did you like it uh, yeah i did really liked it like you had me in as soon as you said like sounds kind of deftonesy and i was <laughs> like well they did sound deftonesy before but i wasn't like drawn to them the same way i was drawn to like loathe mm. um and i listened to it and i was like i oh, know this sounds much more refined is the word i kept coming yeah, back to like they like they they were more comfortable in their sound um mm. So yeah, I think I think it's really, really, really good. I re- really enjoyed it. I've spun it a few times. Uh, mm. Let me hit you with some rapid fires, right? Okay. Because there's there's some here that I don't have a huge amount of positive things to say about. Uh, Memphis May Fire have returned with an album. Um, yeah, a band who started off really interesting and had kind of like a kind of almost like a he's legend Southern groove whilst having these saccharine sweet vocals. And I've just become the most generic metalcore band I've ever heard. There's nothing about them that I mean it's it is immaculately produced. Mm. Like as as faultless in its vocal delivery and its melodies and all the rest. But it, there's nothing about it that makes you want to revisit it when it's finished. It's just like one of those yeah. ones that just kind of ends, and I'm like, that was an album. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, unlike red-handed denial. Oh yeah, who have a new album out called uh, "I'd Rather Be Asleep." Um, mm-hmm. It's really good. So it's mm-hmm. metalcore as well. Um, uh, they're fronted by a female vocalist, but they have all the kind of screamy stuff done by I think it's a guitarist. Okay. Um, so I remember they had an album out a few years ago. Um, I think they've been on the go a while, but not many releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I might be talking at mass, but um, their new album is just like. Really like, got to stress this. It's metalcore, mm-hmm. but they've got elements in it that are kind of uh, not proggy, but they've got like kind of more dexterous guitar playing, which makes it a bit more interesting. But fundamentally, as metalcore, 
the hooks though the choruses are fucking great like just like earworms all the way right through it really memorable her vocal tone is beautiful it really really sits nice on top of it mm. um and i've spun it a few times it's only just come out it came out at the start of the month but it's, it's worth checking out um i'd nice. rather be asleep by red-handed denial continuing on here astronoid um, oh yeah I don't yeah that, their yeah. album is like that is a nighttime album Holy oh, yes. fucking shit. Oh, yes. um, it's proggy, it's spacey, it's mm. synthy, it's like with a good pair of headphones, you feel like you're in 2001 A Space Odyssey <laughs> at the scene where he's going through time. Yeah. Um, it's just like a band that are just really like technically proficient in a way where that it doesn't sound showbotty, but you can clearly hear that if they wanted to, they could easily go down that kind of wankery level mm. of playing. Yeah but they hold back on it. It's Mm. really, 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 really good. Uh, Let's see what else I have. Um, And albums that I still don't understand why this band is huge. Motionless and White released an album at Roadrunner. The new one is called Scoring the End of the World. I have tried about four times now to get into this band because there's a part of me that feels like like Duncan of like 15 years ago would have fucking loved this band. Yep. And I still like bands that have that kind of almost kind of gothic pop vibe mm-hmm. to them, but their one feels contrived. It feels manufactured instead of sounding yes. like it yeah. deserves to be there. It just there's something about it that just feels very sterile to me. Mm. And I tried on this one, and once mm. again, the songs are catchy. They're really they're, they're well written for what they are. They're you know it's executed faultlessly. The melodies are are fine. It finishes though, and I'm, there's nothing in me that feels excited to listen to it again. So it's a bit of a, a, a kind of wet fart. Um, Glass Hand have a new EP out called Detox. It's been a wee while since I heard of them. Um, this one's really good. Once again, it's kind of gentle on the guitars. It's very very vocally hooky like hugely poppy on the vocals mm-hmm. but it sounds cool i enjoyed that um it's uh, called uh, detox the ep it's like about 17 minutes long um you spin a couple of times it, it's easy to listen to whilst at times i was like i really like that guitar work kyle would hate it because it's produced <laughs> within an inch of its fucking life um the one that i'm really excited to talk about though so oh. let's clear a bit of the space here uh, orphan twin so I had not heard of this before. Orphan Twin is the Norma Jean vocalist side project. Oh right, right. So he's That's doing this well. with all the internet articles say is it's his brother he's doing it with, but yeah. his brother has a different surname. So mm. I don't know if this is his brother as in Hulk Hogan. Listen here, brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's not clearly his brother. Or if, like, I don't know, brother from another mother or brother from the same mother but different father. Don't yeah. know. The some names is what's thrown me off. Um, there is, they've got a brand new EP out. It's called mm. Future Classic and this is a future classic. This is oh. fucking great. Like, as in, if we, if we could consider EPs for the next podcast that we do in terms of top 10 of the year thus far future classic would crack my 10 it's it's what five six songs maybe it's diverse though it's really but it's diverse without sounding like they're like they're throwing everything against the wall and they're writing this song to be this is the edgy song this is the kind of more industrial song this is the punkier hardcore song it's not like that at all it flows really really well but it covers a huge amount 
of of different kind of style stylistic influences that they've brought into their sound as okay. opposed to just writing a punk bit or whatever it's like that aesthetic or vibe is there but it's brought into their sound um it's 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 fucking great it's like absolutely great um the single that i heard that got me to listen to it is called death surf mm-hmm. uh, all one word and it's like if you listen to that and it interests you listen to this it's got it's what it's like 18 minutes long six tracks and uh, i i cannot recommend that enough uh, orphan twin uh, mm. i fucking thoroughly enjoyed this and i want the full length that's what i want <laughs> from them i know i'm not gonna get it because it's a side project and he's normal gene but i i want it okay and they need to give me it um couple of I things may, we'll um, throw we'll throw I out may the have, uh, i may have noticed that ep and then completely ignored it because it was an ep so um i will yeah. add that to my list I you're gonna love it you know, like, i want to hear from you once you've listened to it okay. it's really 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 exciting it's one of those things Great. that when it finished i was like yeah this is this is the this is the stuff that i'm really i'm into uh, mm-hmm. a couple of things i want to pick off that have come out in the last month um that are worth mentioning uh, soul glow put out a new album it's really yeah. really really good kind of discordant uh, hip-hop punk yeah. sort of stuff it's really weird to to, to generalize but i, I kind of love it it's got a swagger about it that's just yeah. really kind of hostile it's a hostile sounding album yeah. Yeah. um really enjoyed that one we don't often touch on the, the punkier stuff so it's worth a listen to, as is a band that is near and dear to my heart that I imagine would they would never listen to. Um, uh, so, uh, Otoboki Beaver um, <laughs> from from Japan. Uh, it's all girl uh, J punk um, okay. quintet, and I mean it's a full length album. It's about twenty one minutes long. <laughs> Each track is about a minute and a half to two minutes, and it's just full on at the, the vocals all annoy you because um, it's female ja- japanese vocalist so it's got yeah. a cadence and a range which is naturally high pitched which i know goes through like castor oil or a dose of prunes um but the album's called super champion and i i think it's fucking great it's really 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 catchy really infectious they kind of remind me a little bit of if the poly six who are a Japanese kind of weird electro punk group um, got like merged with uh, was it the five six seven eights from Kill Bill? Mm-hmm. The ones that had that yeah. kind of surf punk thing. If those two bands were smooshed together and made yeah. fuck, then uh, Otto Boki Beaver would be the band <laughs> that was birthed from it. Um, I I think it's I think it's I think it's fucking great. So yeah, um, things that we generally wouldn't discuss because they're more in the punky vibe, and we don't we don't mm. often talk about punk, which is True. more kind of hardcorey. Um, but yeah, yeah, those those are my last two, and there is some singles to discuss, but okay. I, I dare say we're going to get into that now. Yeah, I have uh, three singles that I wanted to mention. Um, first of the three is the new single from In Flames. Right, I have not heard this then. Oh, um, <laughs> it's called Slow State of Decay. Right. Um, I'm kind of digging this new track from In Flames. Um, digging it because they have changed tact, or digging it because they've went back the way. Oh, um, we go back the, in um, time. It's more in line with 
their signature sound. It's like it reminds me of the in flames that I used to enjoy before they kind of diluted their sound on the oh, last. Oh, kind of to remain era. Even before that. Oh, right, like um, Colony something or Jester yeah. or something or whatever. Yeah, kind of, like know, Jester Colony or. It's it's cool because it's it's got that kind of like old school kind of melodic death metal vibe, but it's got a modern production, so it's kind of like the kind of the old and the new coming together. Um, so I never thought I would be saying this, but I'm kind of looking forward to hearing this new album. I smell a rat. <laughs> smell. I smell a. Let's do a single that gets people interested in the old school sound, but let's make them listen to an album that doesn't sound like that. I'm calling it. Duncan's Babe Ruth in this right now, out of the fucking stadium. When the album comes in, it's going to be full of songs that you don't like. <laughs> the last couple of albums I've not enjoyed. No, there weren't. There weren't lessons. There weren't oh, lessons. One and done. Um, it's the same with soil work. Soil work for me, like I can't like every second mm. soil work thing they do. I can be like, yeah, I really, really appreciate that. But then the other one comes in, I'm just like, why does this sound like so sterile? Mm. Um, I will yeah. check it out though. I'm. I'd like. I am. I was never like Root to Remain was the era that I started to kind of get into. Okay. Um, so. Like the earlier stuff, I was never like totally into that, and I know I'm gonna get shouted at the kind of at the gates melodic death metal. I thought it was fine for what I know, uh, I thought it was fine for what it was, but I'm not like one of these guys that's like, This was this was like the this is a band and this is a genre that started here and changed the face of metal. I'm kind of like, It's fine for what it is, but give me something a little bit better produced with a little bit more hooks, and I'm in. It's gonna give me melodic death metal, give me melody. Not just Slot on the, the guitars. An Get absolute me. classic. Like I, Slot of the Soul just is, is okay. one of the best. One day we'll do a podcast on overrated albums. And I'll <laughs> pick that just to see you and Kyle shit a brick. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next single I've got here is... <laughs> One that we spoke about briefly on. Let's the, on let's the, just uh, get it out. Let's tear off the band aid. Lama God. Yeah. Nevermore. Nevermore. Um. Oh, I don't God. get the hate for this for at the all. Lamb of God. I don't get the hate for it. I don't think it's the best thing I've ever heard from it from the band. But at least the drummer isn't trying to sound like the old drummer, which was my big issue on the previous album was mm. all the stuff that he did that didn't sound like he was just trying to be Chris Adler, mm. I enjoyed. But then he started doing the Chris Adler thing and I'm like, what is the point of that? Mm. You've got a different drummer. What is the point of trying to... It'd be like the... It'd be like fucking Ray and Korn trying to do funky stuff when he's a different sort of drummer. Like, mm. just do that shit. Yeah, I, I don't know how far in they were to that last album when he joined. I don't know if there was maybe... rewritten it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> like, hands on the table, all all the recordings flung off to the yeah. side. Maybe, I don't, I don't know if they've just maybe said, listen, we're pretty much done here. Yeah. Just do what Suppose we've Suppose there's a guitar thing that comes along with that as well. Yeah. You know, like the, I, I, we talk about Chris Adler being the sort of guy that, you know has a particular feel on the drums as well, but the yeah. guitars do marry up really well with that feel. They do. So, they do. Um, yeah. and the guitars and on this track don't sound necessarily generic Lamagody. They sound like later day, kind of Lamagody trying to transition away from it. more kind of second album, third album era Lamagod. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just, 
it, it didn't excite me in my pants at all, Duncan. Um, what was the last Alama God album, though, that did excite you in your pants? Oh, of? I mean, the last one was all right. It's all right, yeah. It was like, it's not a bad album, yep. but it's not overly, like, now it's like, it's not overly memorable for me. Yep. Um, I think, I don't know, I don't know what the it's last like, one was. I think, to me, it was an Omen, uh, no Omen, uh, what was the name of the, the one that had all the hieroglyphics and shit on it? Uh, what's the word? Was it Wrath? We had Wrath. I think Wrath right? might be the last album oh. that I genuinely got excited about by Lamb of God, and everything oh. since then has been has been. A, you know, I can listen to it. I can appreciate it. I love Randy's vocals. I still think Randy, for the most part, is Storm Storm and Drang wasn't too bad. That wasn't bad. That's the one that has all the hieroglyphs in it, isn't it? It's like a white, uh, whitey, creamy color. Looks like sandstone. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's the last one, yeah. That's that I was one. genuinely like, this yeah. is really good. And everything since then has been okay. Um and I think yeah. maybe that's where I come in. Maybe that's why the track works better for me. Mm. I didn't come into this one expecting um, you know, the art of ruin. I mm. came in expecting something to sound like Lama God sim now. And to me, this sounds like Lama God now. Ah, once again, Randy's the reason I listen to this band. I always um, listen to it to yeah. hear where his vocals go next and he's doing different shit on this song. So. I, w- I will say that on the positive side, I think Randy sounds excellent. He like his, his vocals are yeah. like a fine wine. Yeah. Um, riffs wise, I just felt it was very paint by numbers Lamb of God <laughs> um, which is fine like I'm sure a lot of people it's will be... not if it's the opening track though this is the first song on the new album mm. so this is the opener so you want that opener to be like this is the vibe and if that's what you're getting maybe maybe that's the vibe hmm. don't know I'm not I'm not sold on it at the moment I'm not I'm not buzzing my tits off for the album but you know we'll see um, um right well let me throw one in here that may be okay. uh may be a, like a zero interest for david uh, clutch have a new single out oh yeah called we strive for excellence mm. um guitar sound more detuned now calm your tits when i say detuned i don't mean my <laughs> <No>. sugar <laughs> first thing that i did boom, bar, bar. it's not like that right but it has a it has a lower register um, I mean, it's clutch. Yeah, it's Neil Fallon sounding fucking amazing. The band doing that kind of rocky bluesy thing that they do really, really well. It doesn't sound remarkably any different from anything you've heard from Clutch in the last decade and a half. Um, but if you like what Clutch has been doing in the last decade and a half, which I do, Clutch is my it's my kind of go to for. Um, you know, it's time to tidy up the house. Need some some old man music. Shove on some Clutch. Uh, <laughs> Get you know, I'm 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 cooking up a meal for the family. Shove on some clutch. Mm. It's yeah. that sort. Of, I just shove it in the background, and it just washes over me. And every now and again, I, I get a chance to do one zero 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 one 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 zero one zero one. You know, um, yeah. but yeah, as I mean, it's in there. Uh, I'm I'm curious on the album because um, that's two tracks now that I've enjoyed. Don't think they're immaculate or amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but I've enjoyed it. Mm. The last two clutch albums have been kind of front heavy of tracks that i really liked in the back half not so much so mm. we'll see if this leans into that and then another one because i know you're going in the you're going down our our, our buddy's route big john uh, for the the last one today uh sugar horse band that we have reviewed 
uh, in the in the past um dropped their new single called and i forgot how fun <laughs> the sugar horse song titles were on the previous album it's fucking yeah. hilarious but this new one is called pictures of dogs having sex <laughs> um and the reason it came to my attention is one of the sites online uh, like a loud wire or something i posted saying uh check out this new song by sugar horse and i was like why are Loudwire talking about Sugar Horse? And they're like, <laughs> it's really Deftonesy. And I'm like, let's check this out. By God, is it Deftonesy? <laughs> uh, like, like to the point where I, I genuinely at times was looking at my phone going, is this? Like, um, this song is fucking amazing. If this is where the album is going, I am in. His vocals sound amazing. It's still got that kind of unrefined kind of almost like shoegazy sort of sound going mm. on in what they're doing yeah uh what, what like there's there's bite to the, the the guitars the the bass and the drums vocally though oh my god oh my <laughs> like if this is if this is the direction we're going i am all in on this I, his vocals and fucking the hairs in the back of he hits a couple of notes towards the end where his voice goes right up and he nails it, and oh man, oh, oh, Sugar Horse, I fucking yeah. love you, we loved you when we heard you before, I'm counting down to the new album, do not make me wait a year, or I will make you watch pictures of dogs having sex. <laughs> yeah, couldn't agree more, um, if you haven't heard uh, their album from last year, oh, check man. it out, it's so called the, the Live Long After, Yeah, um, really good album, and uh, you know, as if, any, if this single is, you know, anything to go by, then I'm thoroughly looking forward to what comes You got next. a chance to listen to it then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Loved it. Dude. Loved it. <laughs> Everyone sounds like the Deftones, unlike this last single we're talking about, which couldn't be any further from it if it tried. No, not at all. Um, yeah, like, I mean, talking about bands that are, are keeping things interesting, though, like... <laughs> Fuck, uh, my boys and Conan have returned. I can see gents. why John's been so excited about this. Yeah. Because this one, like, I remember, can you, like, for those that don't, like, we we found Conan, what, in 2013? 2012, 2013? Uh, Monos. Yeah. Wasn't that? Monos would be the album, yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, unlike anything we'd ever heard, um, just, like, they're a, a quasi doom band, but it's very difficult to like just confine up. They have a navy sound, which is like like a, a titular wall of sound hitting you. Yeah. And um, I remember they did that. They went through like a couple of albums, and then they started changing members. And I remember how excited we got when that album dropped. that had a tax snare. Yeah, and it yeah. were like they're playing something a wee bit faster oh my good god on the drums oh my good god so you can imagine how much my asshole prolapsed when I heard this song <laughs> yeah I know um, yeah we've we've kind of followed them through their, their journey from uh, Monos was our first kind of introduction to the mm. band um, but yeah, as you, as you as you say, each album that comes out, there's something a little bit different. And then we heard like Bloody Go, or like, oh, what is going album, on here? They're just, album. where are they going? Um, and again, there's been another kind of involvement on on this release as well, going from the, like, the single end where they've dropped. Um, we've got like multiple tempo changes. We've got blast beats. We've blast got, beats on a Conan song. Oh, we've Could got... not believe, I honestly felt, I, I thought there'd been a glitch. 
<laughs> on my player. I was like, that no. And then it kicks back in another blast. I was just like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it, and it's got the the kind of doomy, sludgy heaviness. It's got the layered vocals. It's and it's it's actually it's it's catchy. It's actually really catchy. Like yeah. after it finished, I was like, I had that. Um, I am the unborn son lyric in my yeah, head for yeah. hours <laughs> afterwards. I was like, what the fuck, man? Conan shouldn't be this catchy. What's going on? Um, ah, yeah, I can't wait to hear this album. Um, cannot wait. I got a press release about it today, uh, August 19th. It's out called Napalm Records of, as well. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's six songs long, 51 minutes in length. The closing song is 14 and a half minutes long <laughs> and the opener is 10 and a half minutes long. Oh, like yeah, they, yeah. they're just giving the goods like the yeah. interesting enough they do have a song on it which would be kind of single length at three and a half minutes long but that's mm. not the one they dropped they dropped the one that's <laughs> five and a half minutes because yeah. I'm like fuck you and I, I, I appreciate it yeah like Conan could easily on the basis of this Conan could easily crack a top ten this year oh yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. like w- without without much strain, they could easily do it because, like, when you talk about bands that just sound so unique, like when we talk about bands like Mountaineer, for example, there's no one mm. that sounds like Mountaineer. There's no one that sounds like Conan. There's yeah. bands that sound as heavy as Conan, but don't do what Conan does. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't wait, can't wait. Yeah, uh, August nineteenth, Evidence of Immortality is the name of the album. Um, yeah, keep your, your eyes and ears peeled for a little review of that because that will definitely be happening. Oh, yes. Um, actually, when I was listening to the single, and I listened to it multiple times today, um, <laughs> I was... Not obsessed at all. Not at all. Um, one thing that did come to mind was I was thinking, you know what? On our recent run of podcast interviews, one guy we still need to talk to is Chris Fielding, um, who is yeah. producing this new album, obviously, could and be, is bassist in the band. That could be interesting. Yep. If only we knew someone in the band that could give us <laughs> an intro. <laughs> if only we had talked to and in the past been given demo versions of songs. <laughs> Remember that? Remember when they just dropped us yeah. a Dropbox link to one yeah. of their demos for, I think it might have been for Blood Eagle. I was like, here, here's a track that we're working on. I remember listening to it and just going, uh, <laughs> fucking... <laughs> literally pumping my nads everywhere um yeah that'd be that'd be a good one because his yeah. his work in the production booth is fucking immaculate he's another guy that works with bands that don't sound alike at all so mm. be really good yeah yeah i definitely like to chat to him um <clears throat> one about the, the conan stuff but always other like stuff he's done with like yeah. boss colloid and all that sort of stuff i'd love to get into yeah that. the list of people he's what was ridiculous so yeah yeah uh yeah so that's me and singles anything else I think I think we I think, need to, I think we need to think let people listen to music. Otherwise, we'll just be yeah. talking about let's do that not music uh, like for for a while here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna play another song for you. Uh, this one comes from the Australian desert rockers Dune Eater. Uh, their new track is called Pleather Sex, <laughs> and it is uh, it comes from Ripple Music's fifth installment of their what's called the Turn to Stone uh, split vinyl series. Uh, it's coming out on August fifth. Um, it'll also feature a band called Planet of the Eights. Um, the split is going to be nine tracks. Um, it will be released on limited magma edition uh, vinyl and also limited bedrock edition, which is solid bronze, and it'll be released digitally through Ripple Music. 
the band said when the um, uh, when the Planet of the Eights fellas pitched their uh, circular flow idea, it just made sense. Uh, well, in truth, it took a bit of explaining, but uh, us slower uh, DE fellas caught on eventually. The idea was to try and achieve a smooth transition, circular flow, no no start or finish listening experience where it's up to the listener to choose their own A side, side A or B. From there, the music transitions from one side to the other without too big of a vibe change. Hopefully the listener digs our attempt at the idea and that they catch the vibe we went for. So I'm going to play the new the new single. Uh, it's June Eater and Pleather Sex. Um, if you like the sound of it, check them out at facebook.com forward slash June Eater. And we'll be back right after this.
Okay, Duncan. It is time for another album review. That's right. We're back once again in the review seat. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Tennessee. Look how excited he is. Honestly, like he's, he, can't, he can't wait. He's like bouncing in his chair. Duncan, I found the most disgustingly heavy thing that I could this month. Here, listen. <laughs> Uh, Tennessee Grind Sextet Null. The band's new album Metempiric will be released on June 24th. Uh, so this is album number two from Null, which follows up their 2021 debut. Uh, Interstice, which is like... It's, it's Grind. It's gr- like the Time means nothing in the world of the Grindcore <laughs> bands. It really doesn't. Like, it, it's weird. Like You could be like Pig Destroyer and release one album every like 20 years or... <laughs> Like these guys and do one a year. Yeah, yeah, true, true that. Um, the uh, what really excited me though, Duncan. Oh, tell me what, what really excited me is the album. The recording of the album oh. took place mm-hmm. with Andy Nelson at Bricktop Recordings mm-hmm. in Chicago. Tick. <laughs> the album was then mixed by Kurt Ballou. Of course. Tick. Of course. Then, just, you know, if that wasn't enough, we'll finish it off with a little mastering job from Brad Boatwright. Yep, we love you, Brad. Tick. Um, oh, my God. Artwork's handled by Ethan McCarthy on the album. Um, yeah, so before I'd even hit play, I was kind of like, oh, guys, what are you doing here? What are you doing to me here? Some people think it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, but it turns <laughs> out that's not the Holy Trinity. No. Not at all, not at all. Um, although writing for their second album, um, even before the first had been released, it started before the first album had been released, uh, the intervening months allowed room for the songs to bloom and mutate. Null cite their live experiences as having an impact on their own performances, increasing their confidence and kicking their ambition up another notch. Lyrically, the themes on the record are as complex and claustrophobic as before. 13 songs in the album are an abstraction of consciousness and time using metaphor to delve deeper into the human condition. Along the way they cover class warfare and human atrocities through a tangle of words that encapsulate an inescapable sense of existential dread. Okay. So, no, had you had you heard Null before? Is this, Fuck is no. This? Oh yes. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Virgin no. Null. Let's hit play on this and then shat my pants. <laughs> oh, amazing! Um, I I'd I'd heard the previous album, um, and there's this from 2021, and it's you know it's a fairly relentless affair. Um, it didn't really let up at all. Uh, a very tight, punishing sounding album. Um, that actually like for a for a debut was very well put together. Mm. Um, didn't didn't really sound like a band cutting their teeth, you know, trying to find their sound, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely keen to hear this one. Um, Metempiric still still has that relentlessness. That has not gone away at all. It's still just an absolute barrage of riffs and filth. Um, it's packed with just ferocious grindcore. It constantly twists and contorts the whole way through. Yeah, the... T- um, the, t- the, t- the the time changing between like 
like blast intensity to yep. just like slow like some of the slow riffs on this I know like people assume blast beats and all the rest heaviness no 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 the slower bits on this album are the yeah. heaviest dank thing you've ever heard honestly yeah yeah I mean yeah I mean I said grindcore but there's there's lots of other little things going on here um, yeah they do kind of like start to lean into bits of death metal there's, there's bits that are really kind of techy there's that kind of like death grind there's kind of blackened sections come on what? There is the brass section. Yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> Which I fell at my chair when that kicked in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, um, I think, like, listening to the, the two albums they've released, I think it's possible this album could be even nastier sounding than their <laughs> debut. Um, and I didn't think that was particularly possible, to be honest. Um, but I think it's, it's down to a, a couple of things, I think, on this album. Um, I think the first thing is um, the the control that they have on the tracks of this album. I feel like they have a much better handle on when to kind of pull it back and just kind of rein it in just a little bit, and then when they just want to kind of unleash that that fury. Um, I think there were occasions on the debut where it just felt like they were just going at it as hard and as fast as they could. Yeah. Um, and as vicious as that sounded for for me, some of the tracks felt. Um, maybe a little bit forgettable, or like you know, we're kind of we're kind of merging into one. Um, um, here, I feel like the they've constructed in the songs in a in a way that there are more kind of memorable parts oh, on this album. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think you have to do that with a, with an album of this style um, because there are there are no vocal hooks, there are no catchy melodic passages. Um, so those those riffs and those arrangements need to have the kind of hooks to kind of pull you in, um, yeah. and I definitely got that from this album. Um, tracks like uh, Fell Plume or uh, Marred Alb um, have those moments where the riffs take a dive into something more kind of groove laden, uh, something really dissonant, um, or even the, when they push into a more kind of like blackened territory as well, which they do a bit more of on this release, which I really enjoyed. Um, We've also, yeah, the, the elephant in the room is there's brass on this album. It works. Um, it fucking works. It shouldn't yeah. work. It shouldn't. <laughs> it should be one step too far. It should be like the, like what you pack in everything and the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah. Um, it shouldn't work. Totally fucking works. It um, does. It, 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 it gave me listener whiplash when it kicked in <laughs> yeah. because it's that way where I was yeah. like, it came in and I was like, is that an effect or something? I was like. No, that's a brass section. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just for that. It does come back. It's a repeated mm -hmm. motif, which I, yeah. I think, once again, I, I, that to me shows a bit of cleverness, a bit of confidence as well that they're aware that it does fit within the sound. Um, yeah, it could absolutely. easily be one step too far, and it isn't. Mm. It's, and again, it's another element that kind of breaks up the intensity yep. for a second as well. Um, as I said, grindcore, you know, it has this tendency to, to feel like a kind of just constant wall of noise at times, but adding little things like that really kind of prevent it from feeling as relentless. Um, um, they do, like like on the first album, they include some like uh, kind of like interlude type tracks, yep. uh, which are usually just kind of ambience or kind of just kind of noise yeah, of some industrial. kind. Type yeah. of noise, which I once again I'm, I know these sorts of albums never tend to be long in length. Uh, sure. Grindcore, by its nature, tends to be lots of songs, but when you 
contextualize them and length. They're never they're never all that long. Yeah. I'm fine with that because oh, it, like otherwise, if you remove those, one you get a shorter album, which I mean yeah. some people would be fine with. But you, I think you need those moments to, <laughs> in some level, process what you've just listened yeah. to before totally. the next onslaught comes in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I found they were perfect little kind of breather moments. Yeah. Um, where you're just like like let's reset, and then you know they hit you with the. Uh, another track and just absolutely pummel you um, and pummel you they absolutely do like some of the riffs on this album Dude, there is a breakdown section in of Trot to the Atom um, oh. which is is just so fucking heavy it's yeah. so heavy <laughs> and like I, I was I, I looked with pure disgust yeah. upon my MP, mp3 playing device just like there's no need for this no, yep. no, 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 fucking Saturday Yeah, it's here? just laden with just savage riffs. Yeah. Um, the the main riff on uh, Whelm, which is track twelve, I think. Yes, that's right. Um, it's just so fucking heavy. Like it's it's one of the kind of slower riffs on the album, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really change much throughout the track. But it's so discordant and chuggy with these almost like like kind of black metal high-end screams over the top it's yeah we're just... going to talk about the vocals in a, <laughs> in a minute here but I th- like you know what's brilliant about what like, you were talking about like the way they've constructed the album is that song has a specific piece about yep. it and a reservedness about that piece that when mm. you go into Tome which is the final track which is friggin eight plus minutes long um, and I, right, I see eight plus, plus minutes long Four minutes of that is the band winding out those atmospherics towards yep. the end, um, but that track kicks off like a like a swift boot in the balls. Um, and had Whelm been more ferocious in its pacing and more ferocious in its execution that way, I don't think Tome stands up as well. I think that like they're weirdly as heavy as that is and controlled as it is, it mm. somehow allows Tome to be the length it is. Yeah, and and be executed the way it is, which once again to me is just really smart placement on the album. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I really like the fact that it's you know it's not constantly intense as well. Like that that whole kind of ambient mm. kind of melodic part at the end was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few tracks on this album where there's a little bit more breathing room. Yeah, um, it's, and it's not you know it's not too expansive throughout the album, but. Um, there's, there's moments where they kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit, you know, and they kind of cut back on the grind and they'll go maybe more kind of sludge or kind of doom laden. You hear elements of that on um, Of Troth to Atom. Um, and I think that really works as well. Again, just that little kind of variance in speed and, and style, I think, really works. Um, it gets, just gives you a bit more kind of space in between. Um, and it, actually, for me, it kind of helps differentiate the tracks a little bit more as well. Um, we mentioned it at the start. I'm going to come back to the end here. Production on this is just a fucking masterclass. Just, it's raw. It's yeah. got absolute visceral power. Um, it's it's quite erosive sounding, but it doesn't sound like anything. lo-fi or, yeah. or undercooked. Like it's still got a little bit of polish to it. Not yeah. like it's not polished, polished, but you, you know, it's make sounds... out everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which um, I mean, it'd be very easy to to lose some of that because there's yeah. so much stuff happening. It'd be very yeah. easy to do that, but. Um, they paid the right people. <laughs> yes, they did. Absolutely did. Um, and it helps that like that you can hear that these guys are absolutely killer musicians. Mm. Um, so it sounds ultra tight and locked in. Um, but it's it's not like when it, it's not like 
like technical death metal, for example, where everything's super clinical, it still feels very kind of flowy and very kind of natural as well. Uh, yeah, as, as grindcore albums go, this was really good. I really enjoyed this one. Um, I'm a big fan uh, of grindcore in general, so yeah, this was right up my street. Uh, how was your How was your first null experience? Oh, I mean, it's it's everything you said. Um, it's so punishing. It's like so. I can take or leave grindcore. There are certain bands in the genre that you know, over time, like, we mentioned Pig Destroyer before, I fucking love Pig Destroyer, Um, but I love Pig Destroyer because they're a band who genuinely understand the use of menacing atmospherics, and the quieter moments add to the ferocity, Um, Mm. which is kind of why I enjoyed the Null listen as much as I did, because they've they've got that, they've got that, like, they've got that influence in there, but they've got that technique down par, like just when I was starting to get a bit exhausted and an interlude track kicked in mm-hmm. um, and it always landed exactly the right bit for me just where that fatigue was starting to hit and they gave me something or they took, they slowed down the, the following track or mm. they added an additional element which I thought was really good uh, vocally this is about as black metal as you can get um, but still audible Still, you know, really well recorded, really, really, really well recorded. But his vocal tone is on a, a like a higher screech range, which yeah. just sounds sore. And it's technique. I mean, he's not he's not fucking his vocal cords out at all. That's all technique. And like some people think that shit's easy, it really, really, really isn't. To sustain mm. that and the pace that he's doing his vocals at as well, plus being able to breathe and enunciate it's so so and that to me is like that's one of those things that's very easy to overlook which is why I said I was going to swing back to it mm-hmm. and it just adds like the it's a level of chaos for sure but the versatility of it works over those kind of really slower disgusting discordant parts as mm-hmm. well as the kind of ferocious blast beat laden uh, uh, kind of riffs some work as well so it all, all works in together mentioned before production is on point really 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 good once again sims tailored to the band yeah um just i i I appreciate that sort of thing where i can still make out what the drummer's doing what i make it what the guitarists are playing and then oh by the way i can hear the bass player and the vocalist we're doing a good job here um the inclusion of just all the other stuff in terms of the kind of atmospherics and instrumentation and the interludes as well as the the brass work which i mean once again brass instruments on this Um, just kind of like to be on album number two come out one year after album number one and already sounds so confident to be adding those elements in and delivering an album which is as tightly crafted as this is is not easy to do grindcore bands can be several albums in before they start to realise that you know, maybe it's they're doing too much in one direction, or they need to let up here or whatever. And they've already kind of got a good mastery of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think this is the last we're going to hear of those more experimental no. ideas coming in as well, because like everything they do here works. There wasn't one element where I was like, "That's one step too far," or mm. kind of feel like we've we've trodden over this ground. It's a very interesting listen. It is a very intense listen and I think that's the, this caveat that I put there is not a, a the, the consummate grindcore listener like you are I, I, it's something that I gravitate to every now and again I'll, I'll pick up an album shove it on when I'm you know 
fucking looking for something which is yeah. essentially condensed cold brew coffee up the nose <laughs> that's grindcore um you know like i can appreciate everything that it, you know is doing here and more they're young in their career to be doing it uh, i think yeah. that's the exciting thing about it they're, they're on the right track they certainly they've got something in there they're surrounding themselves with the right people like this group behind them, you know, recording, mastering, and producing the album, are about as good as you get in terms of this world of of, of music. It's mm. like you're doing everything right there. So the fact that they've got all that in the bag as well, I expect big things. I, I genuinely do. When I say big things. I'm not going to headline download, but you know, what I mean, I expect. I expect this is a band that are going to be on the go for a while and I, you know, hopefully they get over here. I I can say hand on heart, I've never seen a grindcore band, that's a lie, I've seen Napalm Death. Uh, I've never seen a modern grindcore band live before um, and they see a lot of their experiences um, mm. that, you know, influenced this album comes from that live scene. This band would be terrifying to see live. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, fucking terrifying. Especially because there's six of them. Yeah, three guitarists. Three guitarists. Yeah, if you're excited about this world of, of music and these guys aren't on your radar yet, be prepared to clear off uh, a, a little bit of space on your favourite shelf uh, yeah. and slide this album in. It's really fucking good, man. Yeah. Okay, uh, ratings for this new one from Noll. Um, as I said, I've, I've been a grindcore fan for a while, um, a long while. Um, so when I hear something that's as tight and as visceral as this and how well it's been executed, I can't help but be impressed. Like the musicianship is insane. Um, the album is stacked with riffs that will just remove the enamel from your teeth. Um, and it's <laughs> produced like perfectly for this yeah, band sound, well, absolutely yeah. perfectly. Um, I think I think Noll have definitely moved up a notch on this one. Um, debut is probably about a 3.5 for me um i think this has moved up a whole point uh, definitely like the just you can hear the the small changes the involvement they made uh, this is a 4.5 uh from me uh, yeah i love what these guys are doing uh what are you thinking for yourself well this will show you how much i've enjoyed it because bands like this tend to get the middle of the road mark <laughs> a three this is a four for me i think this nice. is really it's not my particular brand of java you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's not the stuff that i would like like i said before organic will lift up but listening to it it's hard to deny that these guys are fucking great very mm. very very talented the work on this album is just mm, so well put together and it's exciting to listen to that was the thing like when it finished I'm not the sort of guy that will just like spin an album like this again, but finished. I was like, I want to go back and listen yeah. to this again and just like mm -hmm. feel that it's the energy pulsating through it. Um, yeah. And when they hit those heavy, slower parts, like I said before, you can have all the fastness and all the savagery you want in the world, but if you get a like a discordant, slow groove bit kicking in, it's more punishing than anything else. Any fucking detune shit that you want to listen to when those yeah. bits hit in. It is just you can just feel your skin being peeled off your face. Um, so yeah, it's a four out of five for me. Nice, nice. Uh, so Noll and Metempiric released on June twenty fourth. Uh, check them out facebook.com forward slash Noll VHS. Uh, they've also got the album up on Bandcamp, so you can check it out as well. 
that is the review. Let us know what you think. Um, there's been a couple of singles released so far. Have a listen to those. Um, that been, I think most of the singles are fairly short. They're like two and a half <laughs> minutes or something like that. Um, and the tracks don't go on for that long apart from the right at the end. Um, but let us know. Let us know what you think. Have a listen to singles. Have a listen to album that drops. And let us know your thoughts. So, Duncan. Yes, um, Dave. First album review done. Uh, we're going to play some See how music. easy that was without someone moaning. That's right, <laughs> shots fired at you, Kyle. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't listen to these anyway. He never listens to anything back anyway, no. so we can say whatever we want about him. Tiny penis. <laughs> Micro penis. Uh, <laughs> um, we're going to play some music uh, <laughs> next, and we've got another album review coming up. Um, here's another throwback for you, Duncan. Ooh. Do you remember this? This is a band that we probably discussed back when we were in a band um oh shit do you remember the swiss metal you just band been going through like a weird nostalgic phase yeah, really just like pining for remember the good old days when i was yeah. young <laughs> yeah uh do you remember nostromo i do remember nostromo Ooh. is this like this is all your like I don't want to throw you under the bus, but I think the statute of limitations is gone. This is all your bootlegged, ripped CDs from the internet, like yeah. Napster file things, where they would just have like a, have you heard Origin? Do you know what a gravity <laughs> yeah. blast is, Duncan? Yeah, uh, yeah. Nostromo. I do, oh, I do remember Nostromo, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they um, still on the go. Well, um, they were on the go for a, for a long time, um, but they are back after a, a bit of a break. Um, they are a, a Swiss kind of extreme progressive metal band. I don't know even how you would categorize them, but um, they've got a brand new album due out on October 28th. Uh, it's called Busafail. I, I don't know how you pronounce that this. That is spot on. B-U-C-E-P-H-A-L-E. Bissafail, yeah, that's how Bissafail. I pronounce it as well. Would you? Okay. Uh, this is the band's first full-length album in 20 years. <laughs> that's right. Um, last album was Echilex in 2002. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, darker than their previous releases, the record perfectly blends extreme and black metal, both Sonic Universities merge with intelligence and maturity to produce constant osmosis during 10 brutal and technical tracks. Mm. Uh, the album's first excerpt is In Praise of Betrayal, uh, and it's shaped by a gripping hardcore blitz, devastating drums onslaughts contrast with a relieving melodic metal conclusion. Ah. Uh, yeah, so in the, the mid-2000s, mid Nostromo split due to unsolvable tensions within the band. They reunited 11 years later for an informal private show. Um, a few pictures posted on social networks were enough to spark things off, and Gojira jumped at the chance to invite them on their tour. Of course they did. Of course, yeah. Shortly before that, the mighty Hellfest added, to them, added them to their 2017 edition lineup, and then galvanized by the substantial interest... Nostromo rose from the ashes and released their EP Naranschiff in 2019. So, uh, they've now inked a deal with Swiss record label uh, Hummus Records, um, founded by the band Coil Guns, yep, and, announced, <laughs> and announced the release Fort of their fourth studio album, Busa Fail, I think, on yep. October 28th. Whew, excited. Um, 
if you've never heard them, check them out. Uh, you can get them online, facebook.com forward slash Nostromo GVA. Um, if you like what you hear, check them out. Uh, this is In Praise of Betrayal, the first single from the new album from Nostromo. And we'll be back right after this. <laughs>
Donkey Boy, <laughs> it's time for another album review. <laughs> Kyle's not here and we're just going totally informal. I kind of love <laughs> yeah. it. I kind of love it. Uh, so for this review, I also do like the idea of just like just leaning into the podcast where we've taken this from. Kyle's window's there, and it's just a shot of his micro penis. <laughs> Listen to the rest of the podcast <laughs> to hate, find out what that's all about. Um, yeah, for this review, Doug and I have been checking out the new album from Norwegian death pop quintet mm-hmm. Blood Command. The band's new album, Praise armageddonism will be released on july 1st on hassle records so uh it's a norwegian band and kyle's not here what's going on well i Um, I mean in fairness we're in safe hands everything is in english this is true this is true yeah (laughs) we'd be fucked if it wasn't there'd be no micro penis jokes um like even a little bit Uh, (laughs) so uh, this is album number four from Blood Command, which follows up their critically acclaimed 2017 release, Cult Drugs, which projected the band onto sharing stages alongside the likes of Refused, Gallows, Biffy Clyro, Attack, and more. Uh, the writing on Praise Armageddon has begun as far back as the summer of 2018 and had already been completed with the band's now former vocalist. February 2020. We had to go there, didn't we? We just had to go there. Let's just rip the band-aid off and go with it. Um, February 2020, Blood Command, to their surprise, found themselves in need of a new vocalist. Guitarist and producer Anderson describes it as the stars aligning. When he, at the same time, learned of the dissolution of another band called Pagan, fronted by Nicky Brumman. Uh, Bruin herself was no stranger to Blood Command's music, even acknowledging them in interviews years prior as being a band of which she was a huge fan. For it's me, rock star all over again, isn't it? it is, yeah. <laughs> Blood Command ticked every box that my old band lacked, she said. A lot of Blood Command's music... Uh, hold on, I've lost my place. Uh, <laughs> thematically draws on heaven, the Heaven's Gate movement. Vocalist Bruin begins referencing the sect that began in the 1970s and ended the, 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 mass, the mass suicide yeah. of 39 members in 1997. Yeah, the males all castrated themselves, by the way, if you didn't know that. Dear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Slopped them off, Dave. We don't, we don't need these. We're no shagging. <laughs> uh, a lot of people refer to it as a cult, but they called it a religion. Heaven's Gate, which was headed by Marshall Applewhite. Yeah, who's believed... creepy and weird. <laughs> I know believe... everything about this. You've got the right guy on this recording. Cool. Kyle cool. would have been fucking useless. Ain't no church burnings here. Uh, Marshall Applewhite believed they would ascend in a spaceship and leave the planet together. Yeah. Stop laughing, Dave, because there's no way there's no way to prove that they didn't ascend into a spaceship. Okay. I mean, all we found was their bloated dead bodies. Um, <laughs> but for all we know, they're partying right now, laughing at us. Could be. We didn't uh, get Blood- COVID because it doesn't exist up here. <laughs> Blood Command's music explores the theme that if you're with us, you're with us to the end. The ethos behind Praise Armageddon is simple. I wanted more of everything Anderson reveals. I wanted their pop stuff to be more pop, our heavy stuff to be he- our heaviest ever. That's always the goal with Blood Command. Can it be more Blood Command than the previous record? Okay, so... Um, 
I, I'd heard of Blood Command, um, mm-hmm. but I can't remember ever listening to Cult Drug. So, do you, had you heard them before? Or yeah, yeah, them? yeah. So, you, Cult oh, Drug was one of those ones that started doing the, the scenes. Um, right. They're a band that kind of weirdly get locked in a lot with that kind of that horror scene of right. like bands that don't have necessarily a horror sound but have a kind of style or a look or like Blood Orchid are a great example of that who like heavily take their influence from from that world so they get mm. lumped in so they were and I, I'll be honest I wasn't huge on Blood Command on paper okay. I should be mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I, I wasn't um, until this album yeah well actually when I'd heard, I heard the first single I was you like you Duncan this is Duncan. This has got to be a Duncan album, surely. Um, so, what, what did you make it? What did you think? Hundred percent a Duncan album. <laughs> yes. um, this is fucking great, and that, uh, <laughs> like, I, I just wanted like there will be people out there that are saying this is where he hands in his metal card, and to that I say you can suck my dick and fucking <laughs> like it. Um, they use like when they see like death pop or black and pop or whatever they want yeah. to use um mm. this band like pop is at the forefront in the way the vocals are delivered but the music mm. in the background is still metal it's very catchy very infectious metal yeah and it, you know the songs are structured in such a way that they have a, a pop sensibility in terms of their structure for the most mm. part we will get to the saxophone um but which just seems to be the like I, did I miss the bit where people were studying saxophone and they were like right you've got two options here you can go through the funk soul door or the metal door like there's no middle ground for a saxophone player no. now it's one or the other right yeah. that's even it. Kenny G even Kenny G's moving over at Imperial Triumphant now he's fucking Kenny G, this was the music. this is the bit where I was like the world has fucking lost it like this is what Covid yeah. has done Kenny G appeared yeah. on an Imperial Triumphant song and if you've not heard it it fucking is amazing yeah. uh, the saxophone playing on it as well should not but well, it should be as amazing but it shouldn't work as well as it does oh we'll get to that that would have been a reaction and a half if we had that yeah. chance yeah. Um, the, the, the danger on this I personally felt was, and I I liked the previous vocalist. I thought the previous vocalist was really really talented. Mm. Um, but there is when they're talking about the stars aligning, there is a monumental shift up here in terms of range for a star. Mm. She's got yeah. a bigger range, um, and to th- that kind of pop aesthetic works so much better here. Mm. Um, where to begin with this? Uh, I did not get that theme at all from this uh, yeah. like, at, at all which is fine which is fine mm. uh, it's bookended for the most part with although I should have because uh, the album closes with a track called Last Call for Heaven's Gate uh, <laughs> should have been that should have been a little warning um, <laughs> but it kind of is bookended with um, like uh, samples uh, talking about uh, stuff from Revelation oh, that's right so that's yeah right. Like, though I saw a pale horse although Heaven's Gate didn't believe in the Bible so once again it's kind of I can see where I got confused but we're not going to mm. pick at that um, and like the first track kicked in and that was like a uh, praise Arm- Armageddonism mm. kicked in and that's I thought alright I, I know what I have here this is a known quantity uh, this sounds in keeping with the stuff I've heard Blood Command 4 so this is fine um, 
and it's you know it, it, it's a bit heavier mm. uh, we don't really revisit that sound until the last track and maybe I think it's, uh, it's either Nuns, Guns and Cowboys or the Villains monologues one of the two that mm. brings back a heavier sound but for the most part everything in between that is very much 80s tinged awesomeness right <laughs> like track two Saturday Night kicked uh, Saturday City kicked in and the first thing I thought of was if Bananarama was uh, like a like a kind of like a, a a metal pop group mm. Banana Rockma <laughs> um, this is what they would sound like this is what they would sound like um, yeah. it's full of like kitschy sort of 80s synth hooks big old like bouncy guitars vocal melodies her vocal melodies are so fucking good all memorable mm. I want to stress that right yeah. across the board if I don't mention it for every single track every single track has a big old melodic hook that I loved um and it kicked in and it was the first track where I was like right is this right is this the single for the album because they've always had those pop leanings and pop sensibilities yeah. like they've always done that in their previous stuff so I like but it, it was always the I kind of almost felt like it was like one for the pop one for the metal one for the pop one for the metal mm-hmm. and it just this feels better fused uh, yeah. the end is her next track that kicks in once again it, it has it, like has it has a kind of more kind of kind of bimsier beat um, very once again very hook laden very very catchy um, and the album just kind of continues to build on that you get bits with big old disco beats on the drums um, sections which felt like uh, hey Mickey you're so fine you're so fine you blow my mind hey Mickey uh, there is a track that like has that element and it kicked mm. in and I was like it's, it's, it's reminiscent and memorable of of hooks you've heard on very popular songs yeah but taken and incorporated and changed in such a way where you get a whiff of it mm-hmm. without it sounding like oh you've just ripped that off it's plagiarism mm. you know pure and simple um mm. and as he, he like you like for even that the, the the vocals at times the melodies the lyrics are singing about are of darker content there is something very engaging about them I was having a ball with it, and um, like I see about the midway mark, I wanted it's either villains monologue or nuns, guns, and cowboys. It gets a bit darker again at the start, and I was like, yeah. "All right, so the back half's going to be more metal tinged." Yeah. Um, and then they hit it with, "I just want a, a movie ending," which is, I, I love this song, man. I yeah. like all the way. Th- it is huge sounding. It has the gang vocals. Has a really, really, really cool synth part, um, which is it's not prominent in the mix. It kind of sits behind. And it just adds this counter melody to what she's doing. Um, the vocals are poignant. I, you know, it, it's it's, just, it's a really, 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 really well crafted kind of pop metal song. It's yeah. really, 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 really well done. And that was the get, song that I'd heard. Uh, that was the single, and I was yeah. Like, well, you picked spot on. Like I heard is, that. Yeah. The thing about it is like Blood Command in a lot of respects kind of sound like how I always imagined if you took out the fairy tale keyboards how a band like the Birthday Massacre should sound mm. I've kind of got my like I've always had my issues with the Birthday Massacre in that I think they're pretty much a perfect band except occasionally the vocals mm-hmm. do something that I don't necessarily agree with 
like they'd sing in a tone that I don't like or they, they you know they're too floaty or they don't focus in on a really catchy melody they kind of go off and do their own little thing and that's where Blood Command maybe beat them because everything here seems laser focused to write the catchiest melody it can um and so by the time i got to that i was like this is like this is it's perfect this is like perfect for their sound this is everything they've been building towards this will shift units if i'm a record label this will this will sell i could easily market this cool music video i can put this out people are going to be singing it it could play at the rock clubs you know people will sing it live like when we're playing like this is to me one of those songs that are going to be like the the hallmark of the band moving forward it's going to be like like crowd pleaser um for sure but then the album then kind of focuses back down burn the blasphemer brings things back into to, to kind of like a, a, a kind of steady road to what i thought was going to be a comfortable landing and then the last track kicked in and i remember checking the runtime going this is like eight minutes long what are we doing here um and a bit about two minutes in a saxophone started playing i was like what are we fucking doing here um and then the track like takes a noticeable break into some sort of weird south american latin like i'm walking down the streets of rio um (laughs) sort of vibe and it starts to lead back out and then you know starts bringing in those sampled elements again of the you know the essentially spoken word sections of the, the book of revelations um, as a way to bring out in summation to everything i've just said this is a really 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 well written album full of like hooks full of like earworms um vocally it's fucking immaculate like absolutely immaculate if kyle was here he would note that there was a there's there's some effects going on in some sections and she layers up her vocals with what almost felt like a pitch shifter right uh, to achieve like a higher level but i don't know if it is a pitch shifter and isn't actually her singing those notes but there's an effect on them and whatever she's doing it's fucking great i loved it um i think the songs are really well composed none of them sound samey even though they are all very poppy like there's good switch ups between them Productions, fucking great. Uh, yeah. Once again, like bass is nice and prominent in their mix. I really enjoy that about that. Like when you do this, I think of bands like like Raunchy who do the death pop side of things. They do it yeah. more like like more aggressively than than Blood Command do. But you never really make it what the bass was doing because it just kind of sat behind what the guitars are doing. No, the bass is its own presence, its own prominence yeah. here, and works really, really, really well. Um, Without knowing what the theme was, I think thematically you don't even need to understand who Heaven's Gate are, although you should look into it because it's fascinating and terrifying. Um, but yeah, I like this to me was... I was excited about this because, like I say, they're, they're a band that people have told me in the past, oh, you will like Blood Command. Mm. And I've always kind of felt like I just didn't get... Like, people had missed the element that got me interested in stuff that was more pop-leaning or maybe mm. more 80s-influenced or, like, that that kind of amalgamation amalgamation of the two styles. Yeah. And here it's all on display and it's done really, really well. And whilst I'm sad that the previous singer, you know, left the band, they've acquired a thumping good one yeah. in this. Her vocal range is fucking excellent. 
So yeah, I am I'm a big old fan of praise Armageddonism. You picked you picked well from the well of yes. things to let Duncan listen to. Nice. What about you? Like I, I like this can go one or two ways for you. <laughs> really. Yeah. Um yeah, I'd heard I'd heard the first single. Um and I was just like, what is going on here? Like the and the video's mental. Like, I can't wait now. I cannot wait. Shell suits and stuff like it's it's yeah crazy. Which once um, again, that's what they wore. Uh, the people in I think uh, uh, Heaven's Gate wore oh, right. it's white shell suits of memory service. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah. So I uh, I hadn't heard the previous release, so um, I wanted to give that a listen just because they changed vocalists. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise the previous vocalist was also female, but yep. it, you know it makes it slightly easier to compare as well. But um, both have like kind of similar qualities vocally um but i much prefer the the new vocalist yeah. uh, the range man it's just honestly a range yeah. is it's the execution of that range it just feels more comfortable yeah i i felt like our, our tone overall was more unique yeah um, than the previous vocalist and i think her delivery in a lot of places is a little bit more aggressive um especially on the kind of heavier parts of the release um, and I think, like I think, what Anderson said about wanting to push the limits of the the kind of styles and genres they cover have absolutely been accomplished on Praise Armageddon. Um, I think the the kind of like pop, almost like pop punk type choruses here have even more kind of hook to them um, than yep. they were on Cult Drugs. Um, like I only needed two listens to this for for those hooks to be like, oh, they're like, there, yeah. <laughs> they, they start to kind of permeate your brain. Um, and I think this is an album that. I think this is an album you'll make up your mind about fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, it's not like overly complex or, or you know, like technical in, it, in its structure. The songs are very contemporary with very kind of conventional arrangements. Um, so I, it's not one that you need like a lot of time to really comprehend. It's, it's, it's fairly clear what the goal is from the get-go. Um, and this is, yes, yeah, an album of catchy, pop-infused, punk rock kind of tracks. It's, it's, it's got energy absolutely brimming for it mm. um it's, it's got a few kind of darker more kind of aggressive type tracks scattered amongst the album to keep it interesting and varied um and you know like being from the, the kind of norwegian punk rock scene there's obviously a little hint of like bands like velatac or even like Negro in there yeah. um but the use of um melody in some of the guitar parts gives some kind of nice nods to bands like refused as well mm-hmm. Um, whilst there are like similarities to those bands, I, I like you said, I didn't feel like this was like a bootleg version of you know those bands. I think Blood Command still have their own personality, and I think I think vocally, um, Nikki's style has kind of reinforced that like streak of individuality even more. I think I think like you said, I think she is fantastic on this album. Um, the the kind of ferocity she delivers on tracks like Burn the Blasphemer is completely like captivating, but when she mixes that fierceness with the that kind of like sugary kind of melody on a track like Saturday City, it's like such a cool contrast. Um, I noticed when I looked at their, their like their previous albums, they they always like to finish on a slightly lengthier track. All right. Um, and, and this one is like no different again with like that almost like it's almost like eight minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I was listening to the album, I was like, right, how are they going to pull this off? Like. <laughs> You know, like for their style, they're they're generally kind of like single length tracks. The you know that like the pop punk or punk rock bands don't tend to really do long songs. Um, but you know, in the first three minutes of that track is fairly kind of straightforward, yeah. kind of punk rock. Um, 
Then they pull out the sacks, um, and um, it goes down a more kind of experimental route. Um, I get what you were saying as well. Like for me, it was like almost had this like Diablo swing orchestra. Yeah, there's a kind of almost like kind of Cubano sort of vibe that comes out of like this is like Latin feel that just you do not fucking expect. No, at all, and it's like it just and it, it is as jarring to as well incorporated, but it mm. is there is a noticeable switch between yeah. the two styles, even though the sax is kind of carrying over and linking the two. It is kind of yeah. like it was cool, though. I thought it, it really worked. Um, and then obviously, the, the track kind of wraps up, there's a kind of repeating riff that comes back in at the end with more sax and that vocal sample you're talking about. Um, so actually, they, they pulled it off pretty well for a, a song of that length. Um, yeah, this was like a surprising kind of hit for me. Um, nice. It has kind of, it has very like kind of summer vibes all over it. Um, like yeah. I can see myself sticking this on in the good weather because um, it's it, it has a lot of like that kind of like sunshine filled bangers on it. Yeah. Um, you know, you get Saturday City, a questionable taste in Friends, Nuns, Guns, Cowboys, and obviously. Um, I just want that movie ending, um, which yeah. could be the kind of anthem of the album. But um, it's you know there's parts of it that you know I've heard it done before by other bands yeah, um, yeah. and little things that are, are reminiscent of other bands. But I think they do this really well. Um, well definitely. You just mentioned the the, the bands that they played with. There is a versatility of the sound where mm. maybe not even at a headline level you could put this on and get everyone's in the right frame of mind. Everyone's yep. bouncing and they're in the right mood, and then the headliner comes on. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I just like I mentioned obviously Birthday Massacre or Jason, but even an artist like Poppy, um, yeah. you could put Poppy on with them as well, even though her music goes much heavier. Um, yeah. in some respects there's enough crossover there and there's enough linking there that that'd be a great fucking double bill to see man honestly so yeah, yeah. I, 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 it maybe shouldn't work as well as it does um, even though that road has been tried and tested there are plenty of bands that mix those pop elements with that kind of yeah. kind of punkier side of things and, and whatnot. and you know it's a well trodden road but like when it's done right that's where you really you can appreciate it some people just write off as like kind of almost selling out or you know, not not taking mm. it seriously but there is a noticeable difference between the bands that do well and yep. have those elements which elevate them and the ones that are just your standard kind of thoroughfare yeah yeah for sure uh, okay so um, ratings for Praise Armageddonism by Blood Command um, what are you thinking what's your score for this one a 4.5 I, I'd mm. like yourself um, th- this is in fact I, I, I'm tomorrow um, I'm going to be driving out to go and see Nine Inch Nails had to plug that um, <laughs> had to plug it and the wife's going to be in the car with me and this is what we're going to she's not listening to it. she's going to fucking love this mm, uh, this yeah. is what we're going to be listening to on the way out I've I've played this like an unhealthy amount of times not sicking myself of it at all this is what we're getting played right to the end of the year um, it's not a end of year list album by any stretch of the imagination but it is one of those albums that I just feel good listening to um, yeah. and you need those albums for balance so 4.5 yeah. nice um, yeah um, I'd probably go 4 out of 5 on this one um, very feel good very catchy uh, well produced um, and some really 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 good vocals as well um, yeah I can see myself coming back to this as well yeah, as I said it's got a, a very kind of summer vibe about it um, so I'll probably repeat this throughout the year as well um, that is the review on that one it drops on July 1st on Hassle Records 
Uh, you can check them out at facebook.com forward slash blood command. Uh, they also have a Bandcamp link um, if you want to check out the album uh, when it drops on the first. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, there's a, a few singles out already. Um, let us uh, drop us some comments. Let us know. And then when the album drops, happy to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. Okay, Duncan. Um, almost ready to wrap this bitch up. Uh, effortless without Kyle. <laughs> just like shots constantly. So smooth. So, so smooth. smooth. Um, just let yourself glow. <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, this has been fun. Um, thank Don't you once again. <laughs> well, yes, this has been fun. Of course it has. Um, thanks for joining us once again on the podcast. Really appreciate you guys checking out the podcast every month. Um, but next month. It's the biggie. It started already. Like prep has prep for me yeah, has already started, and it's not right. easy. The mid-year lists are upon us, Duncan. Yep. Next month's podcast will be our top ten albums of 2022 so far. Nasty. Um, I have also been prepping. Yeah. For that one. I uh, did a lot of that on my holiday, actually. Of course you did. In between, in my in room. between, uh, in between <laughs> uh, dealing with with things on the website and and oh, labels and all the rest. Started with that push. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had plenty of downtime, you know, with COVID lying in my bed. So I uh, did uh, listen to a lot of the albums that you know have been out this year so far. That the ones that I'd kind of. Uh, really enjoyed this year, so I'm 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 slowly narrowing it down. I'm getting there, uh, but by next month I'll have it done. But um, yeah, next month top ten of 2022 so far. <clears throat> so stay tuned for that one. Um, we have one more single to play for you before we go. Uh, and, what uh, album is this that released an album oh, no. in 2001? <laughs> this is well, it's a, it's a brand new band. Um, although the members of the band are from other bands all right um so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna close out the show with some lovely metallic hardcore nice. um from a band called see you through um I and they are see a... you next tuesday <laughs> <laughs> see you see you through um are a virtual metallic hardcore band mm-hmm. uh with members across the us and the uk uh, the project initially formed during the pandemic to support those in need under the name uh, initially called Mask Up. Uh, the band features members of Shattered Realm, Full Blown Chaos, Ooh, love that band. Uh, Sworn Enemy, also love that band, First Blood, also love that band, and Marauder, who are also really good. Um, after a few lineup changes and eight songs written with the band, um, they have rebranded and are gearing up for a brand new EP called Hollowed Out, uh, which will be released on uh, hardcore label Upstate Records. Um, The new track is called Behold, and it epitomizes the aggressive, true-to-heart output when members of the hardcore scene collaborate and cross over into the metal world. From the track's opening riff to the bombastic ending, Behold is an unrelenting onslaught of pummeling bloody bows and a shot to the cranium. Nice! Um, Check these guys out. Uh, it's a fairly new band, uh, facebook.com forward slash see you through band. Um, if you, if you dig what you hear, uh, I'm going to play it for you in just a second, but, um, that is it from us from Duncan and I, we shall return. 
uh, in a month's time with our next podcast. In between now and then, though, plenty of reviews going up on the YouTube page, so keep your eyes peeled on that. Lots of reviews going up on the Metal Epidemic website as well. All the guys that are doing the written reviews. Um, there's about 20 of us now um, doing um, album reviews. So jump over there. There's pretty much, you know, at least a couple albums up every day um, on the website. Check the reviews out. Uh, check out our social media. Links below and Spotify and all that shit. Uh, that's it from me. That's it from Duncan. We will catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Don't know why. That's what we usually do elsewhere, but we'll just do, do. it here. Okay. Go. Also, Kyle has a tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking, you're fucking, you're fucking.